If you want a wildly healthy, naturally disease-resistant pet who turns heads and starts conversations with awestruck onlookers, you're right where you belong. This is the Vital Animal Podcast with your host, homeopathic veterinarian, Dr. Will Falconer. This is Dr. Will Falconer, and welcome to episode 35 of the Vital Animal Podcast. I'd like to talk to you today about setting some boundaries and getting your needs met from your vet. And the premise here is that if you ask the wrong questions, you won't get the answers you need. This was inspired by Alicia asking potential vets, do you vaccinate? Vets, she asked, said, yes, we do. And she felt defeated. I can't work with this one or that one because they vaccinate and I don't choose to. So when you listen to this episode, you'll have answers to help you control what is given to your animal and how to get your vet on your side. Promise. Listen up. There are times when asserting yourself makes all the difference. This is especially true in healthcare, where the norm has been just do what the doctor says. He or she has a lot more training than you do. As you may know, if you've listened to this podcast for a spell or you've read any number of my articles on vitalanimal.com, it's commonly the case that your animals are damaged in the course of getting prevention, in quotes, from your vet. It took me some years to realize this fully, as I saw droves of seriously sick animals. Owners had tried their best to get their wildly itchy pets cured at their conventional veterinarians, or tried for months to get Sadie's ears to settle down and stop being stinky and itchy and red and inflamed and painful, or tried to get seizures under control, often on two different medications or more, or tried to get any number of chronic illnesses cured without success. When they finally arrived at my homeopathic vet clinic, their stories were often prefaced with the words, we've already spent thousands of dollars with our vet trying to fix this, and it's still going on now two years later. So why was this happening? And what set it all off? What slowly dawned on me after so many cases of suffering pets was that these animals were set up for getting ill by getting too much prevention. I'm doing air quotes around that word. Getting too much prevention, often early in life. They got too many vaccines, many of them moving from puppy and kitten shots to annual vaccines, a practice that is based on 0% science and 100% greed on the part of those who are offering it. By the way, you should fire any vet suggesting this is normal and expected of you. Annual vaccines? Zero cents. Part of prevention was often devitalized in toxic food, even if it was so-called premium, or better yet, prescription food in bags or cans. It often came from the vet clinic as part of maybe a wellness package. And part of too much prevention often involved pesticides to control fleas, ticks, worms, and heartworms. 
all masquerading as medicines. Well, I'll ask you, is anyone made healthier by a regular dose of pesticides? So much for letting the vet make all your decisions for you about health care. This isn't obvious always at the outset, but those who studied it deeper, like on vitalanimal.com or elsewhere, saw this same light go on in their minds. All of this so-called prevention is what got me here. One quick example of why this may not be immediately obvious is that the majority of vaccine injuries in animals are not immediate. A very common interval to see the itch begin, the commonest chronic disease we deal with, is one month after that round of shots. Not the day of, not a day after, but one month later. Jot that one down and ask to see your vet records. You'll find this in most cases of chronically ill, itchy, allergic pets. And that's just one example of the chronic illness that can come after vaccination. Well, when those light bulbs went on, the people that that had them go on got especially keen as I told them that there are better, safer ways to feed. The best diets being balanced raw food or to immunize. Minimally, we'd stop all future vaccines and start homeopathic treatment to help reverse the damage done to their pets. But as the years went by, people learned enough to bring me their newbies and want to know how to keep them from succumbing to parvo and distemper with zero vaccines. And yes, we did it. And it can still be done by you today. I'll have a link in the show notes to a free report on how to naturally immunize your pup. And part of natural prevention is we can safely deter the fleas and ticks and heartworms with zero poisons. And none of this was rocket science, but slowly and surely, these animals got better. As the owners instituted these means, and as I worked the magic that homeopathy can provide to animals who are chronically ill. That's hard work, nothing I can teach you in a podcast episode, but suffice it to say that qualified homeopathic vet can do wonders where conventional medicine has failed. So why weren't they getting safe prevention in the first place? These innocent animals who were loved and cared for and brought to the vet with all the best intentions. Well, perhaps it was that their vets just didn't know how to do it. Vets get busy, and if they stick to busyness and doing just what they were trained in in vet school, they're not going to explore natural means of prevention. And perhaps you as the owner didn't know what natural prevention looked like, so you didn't know what to ask for. And even now that many of you do, perhaps you still don't know how to ask for what you want. Today we'll change that. So, a question arises, is it time to change vets? Perhaps you've learned enough about natural ways of raising your animals that you largely have stopped going to vets. That may not be the best approach to getting your pet's needs served. There are definitely things vets are capable of that you may not have available to you at home. Like solid, experienced physical exams. The old-timers who taught us in vet school knew this to be true. 90-plus percent of the time, a diagnosis can be arrived at with just two things. A good physical exam and the history of how the pet came to be sick. 
and from abdominal palpation to anal exams to dental exams, chances are a trained vet is better at this than you are. Their fingers have been over more abdomens and in more anuses and feeling anal glands and looking at teeth and the back of the throat and all those things, and you likely have. So take advantage of those skills. And stay with me here as I'll lay out how to do that without risking your animal's health. They also can provide diagnostic work when indicated, from blood work to imaging like radiographs and ultrasounds. Vets have tools that can be useful when indicated. Some of you are already going in for annual blood work, and while I don't recommend that, there really is no harm by drawing blood. But perhaps another episode will go into this. So the question, though, is do these veterinary skills that are valuable to you have to be married to vaccinations? And the answer is no, a thousand times no. Are they often married to vaccination? Yes. But when you know how to ask for what you want, they need not be. How would you know if you need a new vet? Well, as I mentioned, annual vaccines is the number one red flag. Some are anti-raw food. I've heard stories of vets and their techs coming in the exam room to see your raw-fed dog with gloves on. Maybe gowns and masks. I don't know how far they took it, but those people should be fired as well. And those who are stubbornly adhering to, this is what we do. In other words, it's our way or the highway. So in those instances, you need a more sympathetic vet, as I like to call them. What is a sympathetic vet? It's often a holistic vet or a homeopathic one. But the bottom line is it's someone who appreciates your goals of natural rearing. Someone who's willing to work with you and provide the services you ask for, while not pushing others on you. While they can certainly suggest other services or tests, they would ideally allow you to decide. As an aside, a great way to handle those requests from your vet, sympathetic or not, is using a line similar to this. You know, doctor, I'll think about this and research a bit more, and I'll get back to you if I choose to do this with Sadie. Nine times out of ten, you don't have to say yes or no on the spot. I'll get back to you. So a sympathetic vet who's really worth his salt will also be a source of waiver letters for groomers and trainers and apartment managers and boarding facilities. They can, like I did so often, write a letter stating that we are choosing not to do further vaccinations on Sadie. And they can mention something about DOI, duration of immunity, and or health concerns. We're treating Sadie for itchy paws or chronic ears or something, and it's in her best interest not to get another shot. That's something that I often did for my clients, and it's often all these people who are making vaccines demands need. A letter on file, signed by a DVM. Done deal? Of course you're welcome to board here, groom here, etc. Thanks for bringing that letter. And I also might assert that bringing that letter is not you begging for them to accept that letter, but very confidently laying the letter on the desk and saying, I've got a letter here from my veterinarian explaining why we're not going to vaccinate further. And you can put this on your file. And when, when's your next appointment? 
confidence wins the game here. And finally, how to interview potential new vets. I submit that you'll still need to interview any vet, whether he calls himself holistic or homeopathic or alternative or whatever. Why? Because these labels are often self-assigned and could be meaningless. They could be used by someone in conventional practice who took in a lecture on acupuncture or herbs, or maybe does a few natural things on the side. But his thinking is far from holistic, and he still views the body as a bunch of parts that can be fixed with his drugs, and he's still enamored with vaccines and lifeless scientific food and pesticides for all sorts of pests. So you'd want to know this before dropping any money in his pot, right? Let's pause for a second here. Who's paying whom in this relationship of veterinarian and client? You're hiring someone. Yes, a professional and all, maybe with a stethoscope around his neck. But should you be getting your needs met before you fork over your hard-earned dollars? Please, please remember this. You are paying for veterinary services. You should only pay for things you want, not things forced on you against your better judgment. So as I mentioned, when the questions are wrong, how can you get answers that help you move ahead? So instead of asking, do you vaccinate your patients? Ask instead, are you willing to treat my animals if I choose not to vaccinate them? Similarly, will you work with me if I don't choose to partake in everything you sell other pet owners? You might mention that you've been studying natural rearing methods for some years, or you've got a homeopathic vet as your primary vet, perhaps. But she's long distance, and you're looking for someone local who can help you keep your animal well. Things like diagnostic work when I need it, a physical exam now and then, or, God forbid, emergency work should the need arise. When I had a busy homeopathic practice, I was often the, quote, primary care physician, unquote, for my patients. But I tried to get even my long-distance clients to strike up a relationship with a sympathetic local vet for things just like this. Most vets, when asked politely, would be happy to provide this service for you. But it's up to you to lay out how you want the relationship to work. And you need to ask the right questions. You are wise to take prevention very, very seriously, as it can go either way, depending on how you allow it to unfold. Either too much of the wrong kind, which can start chronic disease that lingers for years or life, or with natural prevention, that could keep your animal wildly healthy, naturally disease-resistant, and truly, wholly vital. That's it for this week. Be sure to stop into the show notes for this episode at vitalanimal.com 35. That's vitalanimal.com 35 for more links and information to help you get your needs met. See you next time. This is Dr. Will Falconer, over and out. <laughs>